When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I just found out my married son had an affair and the woman may be pregnant. Like when I drive to work, I see pineapples. I breastfed all my children at the same time. I also breastfed my husband. What? what? And then all of a sudden, a thought creeps into my head. What if I teleport to the roof? You guys want to talk about boobs for a quick second? We're going to get into some ghost stories and stuff like that. But, Lauren, I posted a picture of you um, as a penis. I am not friend of. I am not housewife, maybe. I am housewife. I just don't see a reason for me to listen to your podcast. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> um, needless to say, we wind up having sex. Whoa! Nick! I think my life without television would have been drastically different. Sex in a car is probably something you're not that great at. I was great at that, actually. Rich Wachili is not hairy. I will say this. No one gets more unsolicited drinks thrown at them than now. Lauren Scalia is my Venmo if you guys want to send me some money. Uh, Chris Manzoli, as usual, nothing changed there. Having you on the show was a mistake. Here's my thought. I just had an idea, but I forgot it. The dating life in general should have just straight-up contracts. should be like sports. What's up, guys? Dear Albie, we're back. I'm very, very excited. I'm always excited. I always say I'm excited, but Nando's here. Yeah. Uh, and I have, Nando, just so you know, in the reality TV world, our guest today is, it's going to be a really fun conversation. I'm very excited to have her here that she took time out of her day for this. Is either your best friend or you are terrified of this, of this human being. We have Chelsea Hirsch from page six here. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and I am like, so a little background before everyone's like, you know, oh my God, Albie's been linking stories about like, you know, whoever for to page six for what well, we met like what, like a month ago, right? On and it was phone. on the phone, everybody. It's not phone. even like Albie came in. <laughs> no, I had my check in hand ready to pay him for all of his stories because I don't do that. I don't pay, but <laughs> I have not been selling anybody out. No, but we had a great conversation not long ago. She asked me the hardest question anyone has ever asked me in an interview. I was actually embarrassed at my lack of response. The question, Nando, was what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> I had no idea. I was the most embarrassed I've been in forever. And like, I've got, you've got like a lifetime of embarrassment to choose from. Like that was, I was legit stumbling. Had no idea what to say. But I guess that's good though. Cause that means A, I'm doing my job really well. <laughs> I think you're just really fortunate that you have everything you want. I don't think it's even that. I just think, I think I just, uh, I've got my, my brain was on what am I getting everyone else that's going to judge me if I don't get in the right stuff kind of a thing. Well, but, did you get your family? Like, I think you were saying you were getting like your cousins all the annoying toys to piss uh, off. Everything. Well, we were gonna try and get them pigs. I ended up getting them fish. Okay, so I at got least my that's cousin fish. Yeah, so it, it's a little bit better, and they were blowfish, so they're like the pigs of the sea. So, oh, we're good. so they probably lasted what, like two days? And uh, I bought him five, and I think there's only two left now. He's just, you know, he's got a. It's on him. Like, come on, man! Like, learn how to raise your fish. Yeah, like right. kids. Imagine what happened to the pigs. What would you have done with a pig? You know what I mean? Wait, so, so come you on. went from having, you went from wanting to annoy everyone with your gift to now everyone has to give the death talk because of you? Um, I don't think it's so much a death talk. I think he's probably more embarrassed that he can't even keep a fish alive kind of a thing. Because he's old enough now where he should have his stuff together. Like he's eight. Oh, that's so big. Like, you, you can't do anything at eight years old. That's no, come on. You should be able to keep a fish alive at eight years old. I mean, is mommy still making his breakfast in the morning? He can't keep oh, a fish alive then. Absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> some, some people can't make eggs the same way. It's a thing. You could have bought bad fish. No, <laughs> that's true. Hey, where'd that's you true. go? I probably had a bad dealer. <laughs> the fish farm. You know, no, it was a totally reputable, legit, this was not a back alley fish deal gone wrong. This right. is not like, I didn't get it from like a sushi chef or anything like that. Like these things were like, they were prime. So it was straight up Petco. No, it wasn't Petco. <laughs> it wasn't even Petco. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was actually like, it was a, it was a nice little fish store, but you know. Here so the effort was there. The the intention was there. The effort was there. And I still kind of want to, I might do something with pigs still. They do pig parties. So I might throw a pig party. So surprise guest for the ninth birthday. 
Yeah, there you go. We'll see what happens. I'm oh, sorry. I think I just turned the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but we're happy Chelsea's here. So how would you, like, for the for the audience and everybody who's definitely familiar with your work, whether they know it or not, how would you explain what it is that you do? I think you kind of said it best. It's either we're best friends or you probably hate me. And I say that because I kind of get down to the nitty gritty of stories and what's happening and who's lying and what the truth is. So if you're trying to hide something, I'm going to find it. <laughs> so you're the, you know, we're the main reporters there at page six, mostly like, like celebrity stuff. Would you, do you like the word, does the word, go- this is like kind of my first question randomly. Does the word gossip offend you? It doesn't offend me in conversation, mm-hmm. but if you're saying what I do for a living and you're like, oh, she just gossips. Like, no, I'm out of high school. Mm. I left middle school behind. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking... Can I say shit? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm not talking shit about people in the lunchroom. Like, I'm actually doing real reporting and yeah. real news. I mean, especially now, like that is like the go-to. I mean, like you guys are like like the go-to source for celebrity news and really like news in general. Like, so there are a lot of stuff, and I don't know if we're gonna be able to get. You know, this is like a seasoned vet pro. Like, this is like I could have CIA tactics. Like, Chelsea's a vault. I'm sure I'm not gonna get anything like. Like, really getting behind the whole sources thing, which is really, like, to me, the most fascinating thing in the world. But in Housewives land, right? Yes. You guys are, like, the be-all, end-all of just just know everything. And for me, what was always really, really interesting is sometimes I would actually see a little bit behind the curtain there. Where you'd catch somebody leaking something out, doing this, doing that. So is there, like, for as much as uh, as comfortable as you can get, kind of, like, given a background, how does your job really, really work? Like... From choosing a story, is it like relationship-based stuff? Do people just come to you with things and you run with it? Like, how do you vet stuff out? Yeah, so sometimes the story is really easy. Like, if we're talking about Housewives Land, Housewives, every season you have a reunion. And if I'm talking to the hairdresser or the makeup artist or the stylist, that's an easy story right there. This is what so-and-so is wearing to the reunion. Mm. This is how the look was put together. But then there are the trickier ones Mm. where it's catching people in the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And those are always fun. (laughs) those are a lot of relationship based I would say Mm -hmm. it's just talking to people and making connections and figuring out what's going on it's Mm -hmm. like hey I'm seeing all these people are together in one place something must be going on I want to find out what's Mm -hmm. going on what's like is there a story that you broke that you would say is like the like one of the bigger ones that you've or the more exciting ones that you've been a part of oh wow I think this is my Christmas question Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um I'm trying to think of one I was super proud of. I'm stunned. Mm. I'm speechless. Can we come back to this one? Wow. I'm excited. That was karma karma in like in motion. You got to think about that one though. Because to me, like the whole, the phases in it, like, because you go back to almost that. I mean, I guess not that you've been like newsrooms and stuff. Like I'm probably the only one that doesn't have like that, like perspective of like that aha moment like this just came in like i think of like spider-man like somebody comes in and like throws a paper on someone's desk and like we got to move on this now like, is, that, is that it um, they're all yeah, i'm just saying and, yeah, yeah with, with the, like, the little, little hat yeah. thing you know what i mean honestly i was kind of disappointed when i started working and like mm. nobody was throwing memos on my desk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like no you gotta get to the grammys now yeah. like, like it's more of a text message these mm. days yeah it's like um, there's no like like is there any have you ever followed anybody around no, but I know people who have. Wow. I have not mm. intentionally stalked anyone. Mm. <laughs> I'll be unintentionally stalked someone. It's like if you see someone out and you're like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. And like, you're at the same event. It's not like you're meaning to find them at the event, but you see them from across the room and you kind of, you know, inch your way over. All right. So I just made myself sound like a creeper. No, I mean, <laughs> no this is very innocent. It's, it, it's funny because that type of stuff happened like when we would be, you know, up front and stuff for Bravo or events that Bravo would throw. Somebody would come over to you and be talking, and then you'd find out they worked for so-and-so magazine or something like that. And it was really just kind of a wild world because coming from never having to experience anything like that before, how fast it happens. And, like, you're saying something, and next thing you know, it's everywhere. You know, it it catches up with you, like, fast. Like, you've got to learn how that stuff works. Otherwise, like, you know, you can kind of get yourself in some hot water here or there, you know? It's so funny you say that. Literally this weekend... We have another reporter out at Sundance, and she was just walking on that main strip in Utah, I guess, wherever it is. I don't know. I've never been. Mm. And she was behind two reality stars, and they were talking, and they were saying some not nice things about one of their co-stars. And she texted me, and she's like, hey, I'm walking behind so-and-so and so-and-so. They're saying this. Do you think it's a story? And I was like, absolutely. Mm. Send it to me. Let me reach out for comment. Like, I got this. (laughs) 
And it's funny because the reality stars at first are like, no, 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 this mm. is the, I didn't say that, that wasn't me. And then I went to my reporter and I was like, hey, not my reporter, my coworker. <laughs> and I was like, hey, like, they're saying that this didn't happen. Are you sure it's them? And she was like, oh my God, yeah, here's a photo. Like, thank God I snapped this photo for my Saturday. And so I was like, all right, I know you're there. I called the person out on their lie. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you see how it started to turn. Yeah. And they went from deny, deny, deny to, well, we didn't realize a reporter was behind me. No. <laughs> I was like, you're walking in public. Anyone could be behind you. Mm. Yeah. But no, that's crazy because like, you wouldn't expect it to be there. But I mean, I guess it's like life is celebrity and stuff like that, almost like bad luck. But there are a lot of people that, I mean, well, is that part of it too? Like, do you then, in getting that job, I'm almost interested too, like, how do you, like, did you want that job from day one? How do you get it? And are there elements then of that where is it just kind of like you're sitting at a desk, you're kind of waiting for that phone to ring? Or is there that piece of, I'm going to go to an event and it's like gossip girl status, like, you know, like the movie and all that? Well, I loved gossip girl, first of all. Leap Meester was my jam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I kind of just got this job by turning a hobby into a career. Like, I would sit at home with my mom and we would, like, on weekends and we would just be watching Bravo and be watching Housewives Mm -hmm. and watching really bad TV together. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, college comes around and you're like, all right, what am I good at? What do I want to make a career in? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I know useless facts about random people. (laughs) And I know how to write and I know how to talk and I know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting with my mom and we're thinking, like, all right, like, college major time, like, where should I go? And it just seemed like entertainment reporting was so up my alley and I've been here ever since. That's awesome. So do you, like, do you get to choose what and who you write about? So do you have to pitch it to somebody first or you just can do whatever the hell you want? So I do have an editor and sometimes if I'm not sure about a story, like if I know that it's newsworthy, but I just don't know the angle I want to take, I'll definitely ask her and be like, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think? Which approach should we take? Or if there's stuff I know right off the bat, it's a story. I just run with it. Mm. So like a lot of it too, I'd assume is really relationship based, right? Yes. So now the better stories... Do you, would you say that some of the contacts that you have are like you're speaking to the person themselves and it's kind of like that off the record thing? Um, does that exist or is it just kind of all like, you know, kind of this person talks to this person, talks to this person and gets something back to you? I mean, there's definitely like a third party kind of web going on sometimes, mm-hmm. like talking to somebody who knows somebody and then they'll give you the information. A lot of it can be second party with just talking to that person's PR up that they hired to do damage control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then some of it is relationship and just talking to people. So when you build a good relationship with somebody, will you kill a story for them ever? Like, is that one of those things that something comes up, you're like, hey, look, this is like a landmine and, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure they don't put this out. Ooh, a catch and kill. People get in trouble for that. (laughs) I don't know. People get in a lot of trouble for that. So not, not, so for what reason, like... It's just kind of one of those things where you almost don't, it's almost like politics where you don't, you want to play a side. Like you're just like, Hey, look, I'm doing my job and that's that. Or, you know, how's that work? Exactly. I just go in, I do my job. I'm not literally the motto of page six is if you don't want it on page six, don't do it. Well, I would assume like you did a, like, so say you like Al, you hear a bad story about him. You wouldn't kill it, but you would do as much as you can to talk to Al to try and spin it into a more positive light if you like him. Right? Like that's kind of like. That's how I would have like back when I was writing and stuff. Like that's what I would do if I liked someone, and I got a story, and it wasn't necessarily great. Mm. Like, you can't kill it, but you can be like, let me get as much comment as possible and kind of work with this person because I like them and I know they're a good person. And you know maybe this is just a, a career ruining thing that just came out, right? Like you can, you can there's some things you can do to make it, well, it yeah, not exactly. as harsh. Can no, you that's play exactly favorites? That's exactly what I do. Yeah. Mm. No, as my mom says, I don't play favorites. Mm. <laughs> But no, so let's say someone tells me a really damaging story about you, Abby. Mm. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, this is really good. Like, I can't just let the story sit here because if I don't do it, someone else will. Yeah. And it's a good one. Yeah. I'll call you up mm. or your rep or whoever you have. Mm. And I'll be like, hey, look, this is the information I have. It's Dear Abby Mailbag at Gmail. <laughs> if you need to reach him. So I'll email Dear Abby Mag and give you my cell phone number and say, call me ASAP. <laughs> and then we'll talk and I'll say, hey, look, one. This is what it, this is the information I have. Two, here's the proof of it. Mm-hmm. And three, what's your response? Yeah. See, like it's funny because like it has to be for me to make page six. It's got to be bad usually. I mean, like, <laughs> like this is the reason why Chelsea's here because like when when we did the stories, you guys were really like you know just kind of cool, you know. And I said oh, you got to come do the show, but it's the type of thing where I found a lot of the people like in Housewives world. 
in particular, right? Mm -hmm. It's so weird to me because it's you're just regular people. Like, it's not about writing about, like, an athlete or a music star or a movie star, somebody with, like, a talent. You know what I'm saying? So, like, is there almost, is there a difference in covering somebody from Housewives and a regular star? Because in a way, are they almost easier to cover? Because as a rule, like, like kind of embarrassing? Is that, like, the kind of the crazy shit, like, as a rule? I mean, it's definitely easier to cover in the sense that I don't think Brad Pitt is ever calling me back for a comment request. <laughs> if Brad Pitt wants to call me, if you're listening, Brad, you can call me. I'll give you my cell phone number right now. But they're almost more thirsty, right? I mean, like, they want they want to be out there. Like, they kind of, this is, like, that moment for them. So in a weird way, I imagine they're probably easier to cover. I mean, it's you said people, they're regular people, and they want to put themselves out there. So when you're signing up for the Housewives and you're giving out a... And when you're given Andy Cohen, you're John Hancock. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. So it's par for the course. Mm-hmm. I feel like, the, well, I think the, it probably depends on who, but there are some that like it a lot more than others. Like they'd almost brag that they can like, they got a line into you guys kind of a thing. Oh, for sure. You know, but you know, I would assume they do. Time. I mean, it's, it's not like it's a niche because it's a big audience, but you know, you've 10 people writing about Tom Hanks, bad example, but whatever. Whereas, like, you have one writing about, you know, some from Real Housewives of New Jersey. Like, that's got to be good for, I would assume, page views and stuff like that, too, because, you know, th- there's not a lot of gossip out there. It's all, like, it's consolidated to page six stuff, right? Yeah, and Ali, I'm sure you know, there are diehard Jersey fans, and there are diehard Orange County fans, and mm-hmm. they're just so diehard for Bravo right. that it's, like, a weird kind of world if you think about it that way. Yeah, well, that much I know. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you know, especially when it's, like, like, when you can't walk away from it, it's different. But, I mean, like, it's it, it presents, everyone reacts to it so differently, you know, because it, I remember being really, really young and, like, the Brownstone would have, um, like, a Google review. And, like, before this was even that big of a thing, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, oh, man, like, you know, people are reviewing everything online. This is crazy. And then you have these type of articles that come out and get that kind of attention. Like, nothing seems as big of a deal anymore. It's really, really strange. Like, if anybody's talking shit online, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. But, you know, so have you ever gotten a story wrong? No. That's legit. I like that. Yeah, that was very authoritative. Yeah. Like, don't ask me that again. No, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, but just to me, it's just like, like, you know, it, the whole thing, it's fascinating. And, and honestly, the timing of this was pretty interesting because Chelsea walked in and had recently, I think we were almost going to be able to give everybody, well, we've got, number one, some questions for, from the readers and stuff, which we will get to, I promise. But and they're good ones. A little bit of, I mean, you know, a little bit of, uh, of an actual, like, what a, a interview with Chelsea is like. Because she sat down, and by accident, really, we had this thing scheduled now almost a month. Um, yeah, easily. But, what, two days ago, I guess you wrote about mom? <laughs> yeah, it was the end of last week, you know. I was getting ready for my weekend, and... Uh... Your mom just broke the internet. <laughs> Called her Kim K. Yeah, it's, it was pretty funny. She, um, Well, we didn't know what the hell was going on. So obviously for the last month, I haven't been able to say much of anything. I actually kind of, we mentioned, I think on the show, I was in LA and couldn't say what it was for. But a few hours, not, well, yeah, but a few hours before that commercial was being shot. Well, basically, so for anybody that doesn't know, Mom and Teresa had shot a commercial for Sabra Hummus, and it's going to be out in the Super Bowl. So it was everywhere. I saw your guys' article hit, and all this other stuff was happening at once. And um, Mom was like, you know, literally the day before, I think, I booked my flight to go out with her because she was like, look, you know, I'm going, and, and I don't know what the hell's going to happen, so why don't you just come? And uh, we sat down, and Chelsea's like, so i got to talk to you. I'm like, oh, wow. I, you know, we'll just do it on the show. So, like, let's give everybody an actual taste of what this is like. So, yeah, you know, we'll do it, like, from the top kind of a thing as if, like, me and you ran into each other and we weren't even going to record and all that stuff today. Like, when you saw it, how would you approach it, the whole thing? We'll give everybody, like, a first-hand account of, like, a real, a real page yeah. six interview. <laughs> all right, so first-hand account. Mm. Don't have your mom's cell phone number. Do not have your mom's email. No. I could write into the show, but mm. I think it would take a while for her to get back to me. It'd be a minute. She probably wouldn't even say anything. <laughs> so I'd call you up, Albie, mm. and I'd be like, hey, did you just see this teaser? Because, oh my God, iconic. Mm. And then you would probably say something along the lines of, yes, or, oh, it already dropped, right? Yes, I would, and you, it would have been news to me. Yeah. At that point, because I had, she had gotten a, a, a text to put the... Um, the teaser out on social, but it's my understanding that it actually had been out like hours already. 
So yeah. So I don't. I mean, I, I assume. I guess maybe the brand put it out. So I had seen Ad Ages, Ad Ages tweet about it, and then I think Sabra retweeted that, and then the link went to the video. So you know what's wild? So I was there on the set, right? And there was a leaked photo that came out. What was it? Like two, three weeks ago? I oh, think that's what I thought you were talking that about. That they were together. You're talking about no. the official. I thought you were talking about the one that, like, a few weeks ago. No, a few weeks ago, oh, yeah, I was had talking a about the official. But no, the official, uh, me too. Yeah. Someone on set probably, uh, someone on set probably got fired that day because we had weeks ago that Caroline and Teresa were together after all of their drama, mm-hmm. and no one knew why. Yeah. And no one could figure out why, and it was very tight-lipped and very close-guarded, mm-hmm. and we were all just sitting there twiddling our thumbs, like waiting for the table flip heard around the world part two. So it's funny because <laughs> when that so that comes up, and I see the picture. And then I see an article saying there's a picture of them. Nobody knows why. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, and my first thought, swear to God, was I was like, when I was there, I was cognizant to be kind of out of the way and did not have my phone. Like it was not there. Like, you know, like while they were filming and stuff. Because I was like, all it takes is that one person to be like, oh, this is out. And then like, God forbid, like that would be, oh man, it had to be Albie. Like, you know what I mean? Like one of those things. (laughs) And I'm sitting there like all for a freaking podcast. I can't believe this. So I'm saying nothing. Gotta get the subscribers. I'm saying nothing for the last month, right? And basically there were some people, I guess somebody had to take a picture and put it out. And, you know, yeah, nobody knew why. So then the, the, you know, the teaser drops and all that. And, um, yeah, I had no idea that it was out. Neither did mom. So we all basically found out at the same moment. And then she was cool to post the, the teaser clip. Okay, but let's take it back before the teaser got released and everything. Mm-hmm. How did this come about? Like, was your mom just sitting at home and Sabra called up and was like, hey, we have an idea and we got a big budget? Well, I think that um, I had have known this was happening. It wasn't that long before the show, the, the commercial was actually shot. Oh, wow. So it was put together pretty quickly. It was quickly. pretty quick. I was really, really surprised. Wow. Yeah. But um, there were a lot of components to it. But yeah, there, the, the entire process um, was was in and out. But I mean, from you know the way I would answer this. Now, this, guys, for your, for your listening at home, is deflecting. This is me punting, trying to change the subject. <laughs> and so, this is me knowing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the whole chess game going on. So try, like bringing it back to like where... So here's stuff that I experienced, right? Mm-hmm. We get to LA. Um, everybody goes to the studio. I show up about you know maybe forty five minutes after mom did, um, and they went through hair and makeup, and we're waiting for the actual shoot to take place. And I haven't seen Teresa in years. Um, when was the last time you saw her? The last time I saw Teresa had to be. That is a. Really good question because I I do not know. You two it's just stump each that, other back and forth. No, honestly, it's just like a stump fest. It's here. been that long ago since I saw her last. I don't know when. Um, I would think it would have had to have been um, one of the filming days, like one of the last filming days that we that we had. And that must have been what? I mean, that's like four years ago. Easily. I mean, I had seen. I had seen Joe. Um, before he went away, a couple months before he went away. But I guess, like, really, I mean, seeing Teresa wasn't obviously an option before then. And I haven't seen her I, before California, I hadn't seen her since, really. So it had to be like four years. Now, I'm just curious from a son's perspective, mm-hmm. you hear all this stuff that somebody's talking about your mom. Mm-hmm. And how do you handle that? Like, I'm so protective of my family. Yeah. I can't imagine having to deal with someone saying bad things about my family in a public light. Um, you know, it comes down entirely to reading something and number one, are there truthful elements to what's going on? Like, and that's really where a lot of the issues back then with mom and Teresa kind of started. A lot of people putting stories out that were just not true. And it's funny because like you have a much better perspective on this obviously than I do because there, there can be elements of things and not everybody handles stuff like you do. Like there are some people that just want to take 20% 20% of a story and run with it and headline it and put in as much other bullshit that, you know, as they can. And they're whatever about it. Um, so there's elements of that where you just kind of learn eventually to get really thick skin and blow it off because you know, you're not going to find out who it is. You know that, you know who it probably is, but 
you know, they're not going to admit it. So where are you going to get? You know what I mean? Um, and there are some people that kind of like dig in and fight back that way. Mom was never really, really like that. Um, what I learned really quickly from basically you guys is 72 hours later, it's like it never, not, not that it never happened, but it's not the same. Like it's, it's, there are things that like, you just know it's a, this two shall pass kind of a moment and you just got to get good at separating the two and, and not, um, you know, not letting it get to you personally, because when you get upset about it is when you react just wrong, like the, whatever you do in a reaction of like anger, whatever, is just not going to lead to anything positive. Well, I just learned something today because I'm very bad about letting things go. Yeah. So I'd be harboring resentment from like 2009. Oh, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not. But like, you know, there are definitely certain people where that's true, you know. But you're also looking at it like there are some people that look at it like a game and they play it and, and that's it. Mom wasn't built for that. And that's why she doesn't do the show anymore. Like that, that is really, you know, it, it's the reason why the show is difficult to do, you know. Um, because it's those aspects of things where it's like, dude, like, do I really have to read about things? Like where I've got, you know, family members, whether it's kids, grandkids and all that stuff right now that, you know, years from now, if they're Googling, we're going to have to explain things. You know what I mean? Like those, there are those moments that like put things in perspective. But I think, you know, if that didn't exist, it's a much easier show to do because then everybody would have to represent themselves as themselves, say what they're saying to your face instead of going behind everybody's back. And then you can just address it. You know, that's why it's, I think is it's as stressful as, as I think in experiences it can be. So tell me, you get to this commercial shoot. Mm -hmm. Teresa just did her watch what happens live interview with Joe and Andy. Yeah. She said some not nice things. Yeah. Your mom responded. She was hilarious. Mm -hmm. What was that energy like in that room? Surprising. Um, to be honest with you, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Me and Teresa were actually really cool um, when she was on the show. We used to text often. She was always trying to set me up with people. We had a very friendly relationship, especially when she was cool with Jack. Um, and, uh, when, and obviously when she was cool with mom. Um, I think that there's an element of the people that when you're doing reality TV that come around you have a way of manipulating your perspective on a lot of stuff. And I think she's also very competitive as a person. The issues that Teresa and mom have, in my opinion, I'll, I do believe are on Teresa's end manufactured, but I think are, I don't think she necessarily even realizes it because of just like, the, the, like, you know, you tell yourself something enough times where it's like there, you know? Um, yeah. What is it like you're supposed to manifest thoughts? It's kind of the same thing, you know, like, oh, well, this person is this to me and you say it enough times because like you need to basically be able to have other people believe it and then you end up believing it yourself. I really believe that. And when she walked into a room, Teresa walks in, I wasted zero time personally. I went right up, said hi, give her a hug. It's like, hey, oh my God, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Um, she and mom were getting mic'd up basically next to each other. That's where they saw each other for the first time. They said hi, and it was totally fine. I will tell you the God's honest truth. My read on the entire situation while they were filming the commercial and everything else is that they were having fun. Who would have thought? That's honestly what I what my my read on it was. Like I actually got almost um, I, I I almost felt bad because I think it was the type of thing where mom was one hundred percent herself, mom, and I think I watched Teresa have like kind of like the hair up on her neck when she walked in, almost like looking for something to go on, and then was like, wait a minute. Like, cause when they were together, these, these bullshit aspects of things are just not present. You know what I mean? So like when they're actually having that interaction, you see, I think, I think you saw Teresa get a taste of actually what used to be a little bit. And, and I think honestly, it was, um, it was almost a little sad. They were in a room together and I think they were having a good time. They were having fun. And I think that when you take all of the other elements out of it, the people that are looking at this and saying... No, you have to be like this. Um, Teresa just is herself in that moment. And when she's herself, her, honestly, I think that um, if there's one voice that Teresa honestly could use in her ear big time, it would probably be my mom's. Because mom's, mom's just, just, she gets the spot that she's in. I don't think there's a lot of other people that fully understand 
you know, how that works and how many people are around you and all that other stuff. Mom's perspective is probably the only one that would make sense. Yeah, no, it's interesting that you said it's sad because to me, the way you're describing it, it's like, remember like in like middle school when like you're friends with someone and then like you're in high school and you have like that big blow up and you don't mm-hmm. talk for years and years yep. and then you run into each other at a bar and you're like, oh, you're not that bad after yeah. all. That's what this feels like. You described it perfectly. That was my read on it. Now, mom's read could be completely different. My personal read on the whole thing, you know, I went and I said bye to her. I said say hi to the kids and all that other stuff. Um, I, I think that the, it was just kind of fine. Like, like I, I think that whether or not she would admit this is a different story, but I think there's a part of Teresa that was like, you know what, like I almost kind of miss all of this. Like there, it, it was weird because I don't think that even when that show, in my opinion, like watching Housewives and stuff, there were times where that show was, for me, impo- like towards the end, it was impossible to watch. I couldn't watch it. The first two or three seasons um, were fun because you still had that element of everybody was just kind of cool with each other and having a good time. And all of the other stuff would just kind of get there. You had somebody that was trying to infuse drama, but at the end of the day, it was kind of all real. Now I feel like I don't watch it now. I couldn't tell you what it's even about. But I feel like now it's a vehicle of, hey, here are things that work. You're supposed to argue and fight and throw water in each other's face, and this is what we're going to do. Like back then, you were flipping tables because you meant it. You know what I mean? Like now it's like it was just kind of a different kind of a thing. And I think that their connection to each other is still a a very real one in, in a sense. Like – because um, just in that moment, I honestly, and I feel like I, I knew Teresa pretty well. I think there were a couple of moments where she actually felt bad because I don't think she could remember what the issues were. Because if you can, because I do, I know what our issues with, with them are. I mean, you lived it. You went through it. 100% I can tell you all the reasons that mom and Teresa, mom, what mom's issues with Teresa are. Some of them anyway, okay? And they're very, very, very real. However, you brought up, they just went on Watch What Happens Live and she was saying all that stuff about mom, okay? And the same way you said, okay, well, how do you react when someone's talking bad about your mom in the media? The first thing you say is, is this true? That's so far from the truth. That's so clearly bullshit. Pretty easy to shake off, okay? Really, really easy to shake off. So for me and mom, there was nothing about that that was like, oh man, I can't be around this person because it's just like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just made up, so... It's so interesting because I report on, like, the production side of things, like, what's happening on the show. I don't know what you guys go home and live with. So, for yeah. me, I'm so fascinated. Like, I'm just listening to you talk, like, jaw drop, speechless. This is, well, this is a real-life interview. I got a follow-up question. Yeah. So, you just somewhere in there you were talking about something that made me think of this. Like, you do the show, you know, there's whatever, little beefs, whatever, whatever. But then you watch the show, like, what, six, seven months later? And you see them say something in one of those confessionals. Are you like... Oh, what a dick. I, you, know, yes. you know what I mean? Like when you're yeah. like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding. That's, that's the game that I think turned our family off the most. Because we were, the way we are right now, is the way we'll be six months from now in front of a confessional camera and all that other stuff. And the transparency that's there isn't like it's just who we've been taught to be. So if you've got a problem with somebody, you say it. So, like, there are a lot of people that don't really operate that way and would rather live through a situation than judge you behind your back in that room because they know, oh, they're going to air this in. And it's, like, a really cheap way. But honestly, that's the genius of a reunion show, right? Because it's Having that everyone out. sit there having to be, yeah. quote, unquote, people can't see, accountable mm-hmm. for what they said. Yeah. Andy plays those tapes back. <laughs> that's where Andy is, is a flat-out genius because it's that moment – that exists because of like, you know, their thinking that, you know, there's going to be a consequence again that, you know, you basically can take all that stuff and compile it and say, here's one, two hours that we're going to basically, you know, call all of it out, you know? So, um, but yeah, that would bother me a lot because it would, you, you kind of feel snowed, you know? Yeah. They wouldn't really come after you, like Chris though, right? So you're 
I mean, honestly, I, I, can't, even, I can't even remember. <laughs> no, 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 I'm pretty sure, actually, back a then, douche, I'm right? sure there like, were things that came up. But, like, I mean, just because, even if it wasn't about us, to me, like, saying something about, like, my mom or my sister was somehow worse. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'd rather it was about me. Like, I, I'm, I'm fine. Like, but, you know, it, it was, um, it's never, yeah, no matter who it's about, like, you know, it's never fun. Like, you just kind of want to feel like the person you're dealing with is who you're always, you know, talking to and engaging with, you know? Well, tell me, because you guys were the first to get a Jersey spinoff. You had Manzo with children. Mm -hmm. Then Teresa had her, like, Teresa calls in specials. But Mm -hmm. you were first. Mm -hmm. So what was it like just to film with your family and have the outside drama and the outside people gone? Fun. It was the most fun thing in the world. I would do Manzo again in three seconds. I'd probably do it for no money. Like, it's just fun to do. And that's what I think nobody understands about us as a family is that's really all we're about. We want to live in just what's real. Okay, and have fun. That's it. Now, if dramatic stuff comes up, okay, we will give the real version of the dramatic stuff that is coming up. The second it comes into this whole, well, okay, we're going to basically insert the following people that don't even know you that are saying nonsense and putting it out everywhere. We're not going to talk about that on the show, but like we're going to just make it look like this is all over a friggin', you know, wearing the same outfit as somebody else. Like that's where you start to lose the interest of it because I just think who we are as people and what Manzo represented um, was different than what I think their formula was. Bravo and all that other stuff. It's a little bit different. So what would be the most dramatic thing in your life right now? Most dramatic thing in my life right now? She's good. Yeah. She's so good, right? I know. <laughs> this interview? You just, you just, you're disarming. <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it, it, right? Like the sweet, give, like, you know, okay. Yeah, I'm giving everybody, on. like, that's, so this is where they, <laughs> where they try and make you feel like they're your friends, guys. Right. This is when the, the guard goes up because the next <laughs> thing is, <laughs> no, I'm I kidding. thought we were friends. No, we're, we're good. Conversation. No, awesome, awesome. No. <laughs> Uh, honestly, um, no, I got a lot of great stuff going on. I mean, I, I, my, my life is probably in the best place that it's ever been right now. Um, not a lot of things I would complain about. There's always aspects of life that you're complaining about. Right. But, um, now I'm excited. I mean, you know, my, my mom said I'm getting engaged soon and you guys, I, I read in page six that I was getting engaged. I was like, great. Okay, I was in that room. I was the one who wrote that. If you saw people's reactions, I wish I videoed it so I could show it to you now for your live reaction. Well, I asked. I asked Heartbro- you. Heartbreaking, mm-hmm. heartbroken girls mm-hmm. all around the world. That's so funny. I'm telling you. Hey, man. I mean, uh, it's it's very, it's very. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's cool to hear. I like it. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Still got that charm. I'm playing. I'm playing. No, look. That's, that's uh, it's cool. Because, um, uh, you know, and I, I told you this. It, the idea that people cared so much about our life to have any kind of reaction this many years later. Um, is cool. I think, uh, I mean, you know, Nanda met her. You just met her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's very nice. Her name is very Chelsea, sweet. by the way. Ah, oh, you know so what? The, you know what I mean? It's a Chelsea thing lately. It's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like her already. Cool, but, loose, normal, like, just like, great. But you yeah. know what, though? It's funny, though, because, like, when you are, um, we haven't been dating that long. So when that came out, I was like, what in the world? Like, I, I like even hit her parents up. I was like, oh my God. Did you have to like sit her down and be like, so I haven't bought you a ring yet. Let's talk. Page six is a little out of it. No, she, uh, she's cool. Really, really cool. But I think, you know, with almost every relationship that I've had, there's a time where you feel like you have to sit down and explain. Like there's a little bit of a different approach that I would take compared to a typical like I posted a, a picture in front of the Christmas tree and you guys had it up the next day, you know, like after the story. You know, Let me just compliment Chelsea's myself to in my job. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> well, it so, should have been that night. Is but what like, suggesting. but I got news for you. Well, I got news for you. Like, no, he's playing. I have to have he's my playing. own life too. Okay. <laughs> he's playing. So like, I was going, you know, creep, creep on people at events as we said. <laughs> but honestly, I, and, and I'm not just saying this. I don't think I'm press worthy enough for that to happen. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like it, this is happening. Okay. So, you do have to kind of explain to someone um, that stuff comes with that in the off chance that maybe, you know, I'd rather be, I'd rather say it and not need to say it than not say it. And then all of a sudden, like they don't react well to it because you're having those kind of conversations with people because you want to see how they're going to react. Because honestly, there are some people that I think I've been with in my past that if I had had those conversations, 
and saw that they were going to get as excited as they got, I probably would have known I was in the wrong situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where in this case, it's very different because sometimes you actually, you know, you, you're worried about losing people too, you know? So was it hard to date when the show is like at a tight? With, well, the show is on a tight. When the show was at a tight with you on it, rather. Uh, I would say it was, um, it was very easy to meet people. Uh, but it was, um, I, I'd say to find like really significant like things with substance and all that, it was really tough because like it was just really, you didn't know intentions wise, what everybody was looking for and all that other stuff. And then, you know, so trying to build on that is tough because look, especially when the show is like in a tight and tight, people don't want to just sign up for that. You know what I mean? Like to be on reality television, like you can be in a great thing and that makes other people really uncomfortable. Like, it's not just, oh, hey, by the way, come on in and do this TV show with me. <laughs> like, and, like, and have everybody in the world say, like, all this, like, you know, you're going to get tweets and all these other, like, Instagram things. Like, um, not everybody's uh, uh, just excited about the, you know, concept, you know. So I'd say in that way, it was really tough. But, like, if you were just trying to have fun and everything, and, and at that stage of my life, it kind of mingled pretty well. I was in my mid-20s, you know, so it worked out. But so you were living the bachelor life. You should have put fun. you on The Bachelor. I was having fun. My, one of my friends actually, um, well, one of the people that were working for Bravo went to work for ABC early on and actually brought it up to us like right away. Hey, would you guys ever do The Bachelor? And um, it was never like any, any, but like there are plenty of shows. I bet you it's probably been about a half a dozen to a dozen major network shows that have asked us to do it. Some of which in the last three months. Can you say which ones? I don't think there's anything stopping me from saying which ones, but they asked me not to say it when they offered. We just, I think, took so long to respond that it was just like, it, it wasn't going to happen. It would have been really cool. It would have been cool, but it, there's a lot of elements to it that I just feel like would have been, no. Anything that causes you to lose your phone for a month, I'm like a little afraid. So, What would you do with that Instagram? I have no idea. <laughs> I'd probably just get lost. I have no, I have no clue. <laughs> I hope for Chelsea's sake, not me, Chelsea. The other Chelsea. It wasn't a dating show. It was not a dating <laughs> show. No, I keep it. Uh, I, I keep it consistent with real life. But, but actually, there was there was a uh, there was a dating show that reached out to uh, Chris, and then Chris was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do it." This was before. This is like what? It was like a year ago, right? But they hit us on, on the Gmail. Dude, t- the Dear Albie mailbag. The Dear Albie mailbag has literally had, I think, three different shows. <laughs> email at three different networks email to try and get us to do TV shows yeah uh, it's it's seen it's it's fair share of pretty crazy stuff you can swim in that inbox for a day and just be like oh my god it's pretty serious this is pretty interesting stuff you better send me that password I want to go see what's up <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I should just say it on air let everyone take a look at it yeah right well, I bet you page uh, six will have a lot it. crazier writings we should do like a little page six special oh my I would love to answer questions <laughs> <laughs> you, wanna, well, you got a couple. Got time, right? Sorry, did I hog up your time? No. Yeah, this is this is really rude of you. I know. So we had a good one that came in. So this is a mailbag question. I'm just gonna stop telling the community, our dear audience, what we're gonna do during a show because yeah. I've never stick to it, not even one time. No, okay, but, it's, but, but here we go. It's thoughtful. So um, shouldn't say if we can mention your name or not. So I've been erring on the side of not mentioning it because of how things have just been going. This, this show's got consequences. People have been listening back with their, the people that they wrote in about in the car and stuff. Yeah. Things have been getting wild. But anyway. <laughs> Look at you just causing all these problems. That's the most dramatic thing in your life. <laughs> this, is, this is, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, no, it's not me. Hey, look, just write it in. You're just, causing this drama. Come up with a You're getting name, people man. in trouble. Hey, look, if your name's Sam, say your name's Katie. That's it. Problem solved. Make up a few. So now you're encouraging people to lie to you? I thought Dear Albie was an honest, open community. Torn in Toronto. Yeah, that's it. That's what I want to say. Like, your name is kind of irrelevant. We just want to know what's going on. Fair. You you want to say your real name, it's up to you. This is from, (laughs) let's call our friend uh, A. Dear Albie. So, as an avid listener to the podcast, I'm 99.9% sure that you're going to read this verbatim and not edit it in any way. So, I'm going to make this as general as possible. In a dating relationship... How much should religion play a part? Let's say you're in your early 20s and have been with said partner for six months to one year. And you feel like... And you <laughs> feel... Really, she really speaks general. Let's just say... Wow. Let's just say... Uh, they were an earthling. And, um, <laughs> okay, we're back on earth. Yeah. Uh, six months to one year. And you feel as if it's time to take it to a more deeper level sexually. However, the guy you're with is deeply religious, 
and won't have sex outside of marriage. So he begins to pressure you to marry him. And you feel as if you're not ready for marriage. But the only way to move forward in your relationship with said guy is marriage. I know this is broad, but I was just looking for some perspectives outside of our community. Thank you all so much for your time. Sincerely, Confused. She did sign it. There you go. Well, A or Confused. That was not very general. That was very specific. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what we get, man. So I thought that was a really, really interesting one. So what... I mean, uh, you know, if that was your, you want to give advice. I mean, here's the moment. Here's your time to shine right here, Charles. What would you say first? Honestly, I love this question because it really, I've gotten so many of these the other way around where a guy you would think in a relationship is pressuring a girl to have the more physical aspect of things before getting serious, you know? (laughs) And it's interesting to see it the other way. Like, I want to get married because I want to have sex with you so bad. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just right. trying, I'm trying to do the right thing so hard. I'm going to marry you first. Right. Like, it's so different. That, so, you know, the question ultimately is, you know, how much should religion pay a part in dating? I'm not a huge, like, if, if it's a huge part of somebody's personal identity, then you have to accept it with the person you're dating as if it's anything else. That being said, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, like, anything, institution, label stuff, like... I think it's more of a personal thing. It's cool that this kid sticks with stuff, but this is a decision that you've got to make. You know, this is completely personal because if it's just like, listen, I'm, if you're with this guy for six months to a year, you know, you're probably wasting his time if you don't think you're going to be able to marry him anyway. So if he's pressuring you to marry him, that's obviously a much more permanent thing. You know, you just do what you got to do, get some space if you have to. I wonder if these people actually sat down and had a conversation about the other aspects of marriage. Not just the, wow, we can finally bang it out. But, like, this is permanent. Like, hopefully we won't get divorced. Do we see ourselves having kids? Like, do we see ourselves raising a family together? Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't even had those conversations yet, and you don't think that you can have those conversations... How could you get married? Yeah. Like if you're, if you're the one that's just sitting back and saying, oh my God, like I've got to, I've got to do this so bad that like, you know, let's just get married because the the other aspects of that can be pretty ugly if you marry the wrong person, obviously the consequences are pretty severe. So like, you know, yeah, I just make sure if, if he's who you want to marry, number one, you have to accept the religion as part of his identity and embrace it. And you're just not going to have sex. Like that is just, you've got to be okay with that. The same thing as if it was the other way around, you know? Um, so I would just honestly base it off of that. Like if I'm going to marry this guy, like, let's be sure. And then, yeah, I mean, that's like right in after, let us know how all that went, because that's going to be really, really exciting. <laughs> I think I know what the next letter is going to yeah. be. <laughs> Either, congratulations, I'm married. Do you want to come? Like, you want to come to our ceremony? Or, so we broke up, now what? <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, I don't know, but like, you know, it's weird though, because I don't, I look at a guy right there that, um, isn't doing anything wrong. Cause there's a lot of people like... The biggest thing I would say in relationships right now, uh, especially in early 20s, you got to worry about commitment issues. Okay. This guy is clearly so, you know, committed to his religion that he's like, okay, let's make a life decision, you know, in a way that's appropriate for what else I'm just trying to kind of like stick to. So if anything, it's a good sign that he's, you know, going to be faithful and all that stuff, I would think, right? I mean, I think it's really commendable that he's really into his religion and it means a lot to him and he's sticking to the traditions. I'm just surprised it took six months to a year for it to come up. Like on my first date with my fiance, religion came up like on our first date Mm -hmm. within like probably like the first hour. Do you think that she probably (laughs) thought that like he wasn't going to stick to it? Like, ah, you know, you know what I mean? Like, because it's typically, you know, you would think with a guy, that's a really like, that's a hard thing to stick to, you know? He's a virgin. She's not. Uh, she didn't bring that up. We just assuming that she's not. Um, I don't. He could be like a born again, maybe. Right. Well, she's like I mean, like, like early twenties. It's kind of young to get born again. She's been with right? been with him six months to a year, and I don't know. Feel I, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's time to take it to a more deeper level sexually. He's deeply religious. I mean, she had to to have known that. So, I mean, honestly, yeah. If you're in that, you knew what you're getting into. But I don't think that's an excuse to rush a marriage either. To your point, I think oh, you're, no. you're you know just. Are you in a position to want to get married or not? And if you're not, then honestly, you're wasting the guy's time, you know, because at least he's he's keeping consistent with what you got into. You know what I mean? 
Like if you were planning from the jump to say, oh man, well, you know, I want to hook up with him first and all that other stuff before we, like, and you knew he was going to be against that. That's not okay either. Are you wasting his time though? It's only been six months on the low end of this. I mean, t- you know, it took, it took me six months to a year. Yeah. Do I think you're wasting his time if you haven't made your mind up at six months if you want to marry him? No. But do I think that if you don't have, do I think it's okay to pressure a guy to do something against his religion? She's not really saying that here. Right. But basically like he's pressuring her to marry him. Okay. Yeah. That's not okay either. You know, but like. I don't think she's just trying to say, hey, like, I don't think she, I'm, I'm not getting here. Oh, I want to have sex with him so bad. Should I just like say, screw it. Let's just, just get married. Like we're getting married for sex. No, I think this is the perfect time in a relationship. Usually about like a year anyway, I would say. Like you sit down and you say, okay, we've been together for 12 months now. Do we see this going somewhere? Is it not going anywhere? Like what are we doing? So they don't have to get married right now, but at least they could be on the same page about what's going on. Yeah, and I wouldn't be as broad in that conversation. Like, I wouldn't be like, so let's say we're getting married six months to a year from now. Like, just be really specific on that. No, look, I think I think you hit it on the head. I think you just have to sit with this guy. And first, you got to say to yourself, do I want to marry him? Then I would sit with him and just have a really, really deep conversation about what all that entails. Because look, there's also the element of you're in your early 20s and you're going to get married. That's like, you know, that that's early these days. At least I think. I mean, she could be from... Like I'm from originally from upstate New York. People get married young there all the time, man. It's a different world. Well, you got you yeah. just had need stuff to Where do up upstate? in Keith. Syracuse. Okay, so like upstate, upstate. Like actual upstate. New York. <laughs> yeah, the real upstate. I was waiting for you to say like Westchester County. No, no, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's either going to the movies or like get married. It's basically it. Go to the Wegmans. Yeah, yeah. go to Wegmans. There's some stuff you could do. But see, Wegmans, that. you could leave at any time if you want to leave a marriage. That's a lot harder <laughs> so work. A little bit of a yeah, a little bit of a tough hill to climb there. But no, I think that's where we're at. But yeah, follow up. Have that conversation. Follow up with us. We like that these days. Let us know. Yeah. Chelsea, this was fun. Did you have a good time? This was so much fun. Did you get, am I going to end up reading about this before it's, it's, uh, it's out? Only if I'm allowed to. <laughs> I didn't hear the word embargo. Uh, that's, what, you know. that's what you're here for. Yeah. I, think I, think I know. I think you're I know the producer. You're, you're supposed to, you know, have this under wraps. I'm just the guy who hits the buttons. Oh my god, this was fun. Well, thank you for really having awesome. me. No, thanks for coming. We gotta have you on again. It was fun. Tell me and when then, I'll uh, be here. I'm hoping everybody everybody got like a real dose of like that was like a real legit interview that thing. Right just now, like that. Chelsea's <laughs> wasting no time. So that was fun. You guys are the greatest. Yeah, I'll be mailbag at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. We'll have Chelsea on again. Check oh, her shout out Chelsea's Page Twitter. Six. Yeah, what's your Twitter? Yeah, but, but Chelsea, really, really B. Chelsea B. Hirsch. Chelsea B. Hirsch. Chelsea B. Hirsch. There we go. Is there a C in there? Hirsch or? H-I-R-S-E-H. All right. I like it. So I'm to check her work out on page six. Is your Chelsea with an A or a Y? She's an A. All right, good. I knew I liked her. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea with an A, it's B, first with a C. Maybe just spell this whole thing out at this point. I'm lost. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you later. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.